Welcome to another episode of the Powder Podcast and today we are talking about riding in the rain. In this episode we are going to talk about what you need to do to prep your motorcycle for the rain, prep yourself for the rain and why you really really should not avoid riding in the rain at all if you can. But first, I'd like to invite you to subscribe to Powder right now, India's best automotive content. It's right here. And if you want to be notified about our next podcast episode as soon as it comes out, I would suggest you hit the bell notification icon as well. So, let's talk about the rain which happens to be one of my absolute favorite times of the year to ride in the rain and I know that that's not common to most riders in India. A lot of riders in India, they avoid the rain as much as they possible and they think getting wet and all of that, the filth, the grime, the lack of traction and all of these things, they get in the way of riding motorcycles and it's not really the most pleasant time to ride in the motorcycle. And I'm here to tell you that, that you're wrong. It is the best time of the year to ride the motorcycle and I'll tell you why. But first, let's just talk about what you need to do to prepare your motorcycles for the rain. And honestly, if you've bought a recent motorcycle, even as old as the last 10 years, you don't really need to do much. When I started riding professionally in the year 2000 or something, there were motorcycles that had quality issues. So if you didn't take care of them in the rain, you would have problems like rust spots appearing on the rims and stuff as time passed. But honestly, today, I can't remember the last time I had a motorcycle where we noticed a severe degradation in the quality of the finish or the motorcycle itself as the rains progressed. In fact, I can't even remember the last time we had a complaint on a recent modern motorcycle about, say, water going into the fuel tank or anything like that. So honestly, to prep for the rain, you don't really need to do much. The only thing you do need to pay attention to are your tires. Remember, your tires are your only contact patch and that means that's the only way you have to transfer your control, which is steering or direction changes or acceleration braking, etc. to the ground. And if your tires aren't up to handling the rain, then you're in a little bit of trouble. So if you're thinking about changing tires, say in August or September, prepone your purchase and do it now as the rains are starting rather than delay it for later. It, there's just no point trying to ride through the rain on really bad tires and then have really good tires when it gets dry out again. And the amount of work that the tire has to do is relatively less. So. Apart from the fact that this would be the right time to get new tires, there's nothing else you really need to do. That brings us to the question of what do you need to do and I think the biggest change you have to do is up here. It's not actually how you ride the motorcycle, it's not what you think about the rain, it's not the waterproofing gear, it's up here. If you think that it's raining outside, it's horrible conditions, it's filthy, slimy, there'll be water and all of this stuff, you're setting yourself up to have an extremely uncomfortable, unpleasant ride because your brain tells you that there is no way this experience could be pleasant. And all you need to do to make the switch is to tell yourself, it's raining outside, here is an opportunity to learn to ride my motorcycle in difficult conditions. I will have to pay more attention, it will be a more intense ride, but I'll have a lot of fun doing it. And I promise you, as soon as you make the mental switch, you're going to have a great ride. That's how I ride motorcycles. There have been lots of occasions when I've been on a motorcycle, I have a raincoat in the bag and it starts to rain. And my first reaction is, do I really want to stop and switch to having a raincoat on? Or should I just carry on riding? And most of the time, I'm going to reach the conclusion, I'm just going to carry on riding. I get thoroughly soaked. I have a great time doing it. And obviously, as you discover when you do this a few times, you'll discover two things. One, human skin is completely waterproof. There is no way water is getting inside you. It'll fall on your hand, it'll fall on your face, and it'll go right away. And the second, the most common complaint about getting wet is, oh God, the water went into my undies, and then my crotch is wet, and it's a really uncomfortable way to ride. Still in your head. If you think about it, every day you take a shower, your crotch does get wet and you survive it, right? In the very same way, if you just put it out of your mind saying that that is a source of severe and intense discomfort, it will usually go away. And I don't know anybody, uh, honestly, who's a normal person has gotten soaked in the rain and then fallen ill because of the rain immediately afterwards. So that's not really a problem. And as far as getting filth and muck on your shoes and all goes, it washes off. If you had a good time, the grime would be worth it. 
So what do you need to do apart from your mental makeup to ride well in the rain? The first thing that you have to think about obviously is waterproofs. Now the trick about waterproofs is that nothing's waterproof forever. So if I were to make you a raincoat made of say tissue paper, it would be waterproof for say a quarter of a second, right? But if I were to give you a raincoat made of say stainless steel, it would be really heavy and really uncomfortable, but I could guarantee that that thing will be waterproof for almost forever, right? So you pick something that is somewhere in the continuum based on your idea of budget, your idea of comfort and how often you're going to need it. So if you live, for example, uh, in Cherapunji where it rains a lot, a raincoat is a far more crucial part of how you're going to ride your motorcycle. But if you're riding in most other parts of India where it doesn't get cold, getting wet by itself is not really that much of a problem. Now, earlier on in my career, what I would use a lot are the cheap raincoats that I would use and discard every year. It seems a little bit wasteful, but what would happen is because these raincoats are cheap, they're made from impervious materials, which means nothing gets out and nothing gets in. So you do sweat quite a bit inside and there have been rides where I've been as wet inside from my sweat as I would have if I hadn't worn the raincoat at all. And there is a trade-off to that. But a 200, 300, 500 rupee raincoat, it'll probably last you one riding season. It'll be shattered by the end of it. There'll be cuts and tears in it. And that means that you just throw it away and get a next one. It does sound wasteful will I agree. The other option is to go for membranes. Membranes are generally more expensive and the better the brand, the bigger the brand. Gore-Tex is obviously at the top. The bigger the brand, the more expensive they become. But the reason to think about membranes and the expense is because membranes can breathe and that's why you have membranes. So the idea is they prevent water from going in. But when the humidity inside becomes high because you're sweating, it allows the water vapor to leave and therefore your internal environment is a lot more comfortable than wearing an impervious raincoat. The thing with Gore-Tex is it was not designed for heavy rain like we get a lot in India. So you have to accept that most membranes will work up to a point after which there will be minor leakages here and there. It doesn't mean that your membrane raincoat is tearing up or anything. It just means that the capacity of that membrane to absorb and keep the water out of you has now dissipated. You need to either give it a break or you need to just accept that you're a little bit damp around the edges and it's honestly, it's not such a big deal. Most of these Gore-Tex membranes and the jackets, they come with dry pretty quickly as well. So there have been many highway rides where I've left from Mumbai or Pune and about an hour later, I've been in heavy rain, I've gone completely soaked and again an hour and a half later, I've been completely dry again also. So honestly, unless you're in a really cold place, getting wet by itself is not really a problem. That brings us a question of how do you ride motorcycles in the rain? And the simple thing you have to understand about the rain is it makes the road wet and wet roads have a little bit less grip than dry. And I am saying little bit less rather than a lot less because clean tarmac, once it's wet, is not actually ungrippy. It's dirty tarmac that is ungrippy and the three or four days when you should absolutely avoid riding the motorcycles are at right at the beginning of the rainy season when all the diesel and oil that has fallen throughout the year onto that road is washed up by the rain. That's when the road is at its slipperiest. That's what I would avoid. In fact, it's almost a religion for me where the first four or five days of the rain, I will simply not take a motorcycle out. The risk is just not worth it. But bring day six, seven on and I am on the motorcycle almost as often as I can. And if I have waterproof gear, I'm wearing it. If I don't have waterproof gear, I honestly don't care. Not unless I'm in a place like Ladakh where the temperatures are low and therefore obviously there is an insulation component and a waterproofing component both which are crucial to your survival and the ability to ride long distances in those conditions. The trick that I learned along the way is during the rain I will carry a small plastic bag somewhere in my gear somewhere easily accessible. And if I have to stop by the side of the road and put raincoats on, you know how we look on the side of the road, like we're sort of hopping around trying to get the raincoat on. And the easy solution is slip that little plastic bag over your boot and you'll discover that one leg goes into the raincoat quite easily. Take the bag off, put it on the other boot and the other leg will go in easily as well. The thing about the plastic bag is it also manages to contain all the muck that is on your boot inside it, which means the inside of your raincoat is not getting filthy as you put your leg through. 
This plastic bag, of course, can be reused, so don't make it a use and throw process where every time you use this plastic bag, you throw it away. That's just wasteful. The plastic bag can be cleaned if you're anal about it, but basically fold it up, put it back in your jacket, and you can use it again and again and again. I've often run an entire season with one plastic bag, saving myself enormous amounts of hopping around effort and time on the side of the road. It's a really, really simple trick. But we were talking about the lack of grip. And the change the lack of grip brings is that in the drive, when you hit the brakes, the motorcycle can actually react quite quickly. If you do the exact same thing in the wet, because the traction levels are lower, what will happen is ABS will kick in earlier and your ability to slow down will be hampered. In the very same way, if you're riding a powerful motorcycle and you come on the throttle quite hard in the dry, the tire is able to find the grip to hook up and let the motorcycle accelerate forward. In the rain, there is a chance that there isn't that much grip and the tyre will spin up instead. And spinning can be uncomfortable the first few times, but the thing you have to remember is that as long as the rear wheel is rotating, the chances that you'll fall off the motorcycle are actually very few. As long as you keep looking in the direction you want to go, the motorcycle will usually restabilize and very minor corrections of the throttle are enough to sort this process out. It's something that you have to practice and learn. But the biggest thing the lack of traction teaches us, and this is the key lesson, this is the reason why you should be riding in the rain, is because it teaches you anticipation. Now, in the dry, you can be surprised by traffic. For example, it's come to a sudden stop and have the time to react, hit the brakes, swerve, whatever it is, and make a correction that allows you to avoid this hazard. In the rain, the space that you need to avoid the hazard or brake is much larger, and therefore, you have to look further away from the motorcycle. And guess what? A large part of what we teach at the racetrack when you come for level one, which is the basic level of how to go faster and safer, is that everybody looks too close to the motorcycle and they'd ride better if they just look further away, which is exactly what you need to do in the rain to be able to anticipate what's happening further away from you so that you can react earlier, make escape plans earlier and execute them earlier as well. So the reason to ride in the rain it's not because it's not uncomfortable, it's not because you won't get wet, it's not because I'm telling you it's a great time to ride, although I think it is a great time to ride. It's simply because riding in the rain requires more attention, more focus and more anticipation than usual. And these are three crucial skills that build fast and safe riders out there in the real world where there is chaos going on. If you pay attention and ride well in the rain, let's say the rain ends in August, I promise you in September you'll find yourself much faster and much smoother than you started out in May or June when the rain started. It's that simple. Like we like to tell you at Powerdrift, if you're serious about your motorcycling, go to school and see how it's done. That's one way to do it. But the easy free lessons are available in the rain. Just don't take chances when there's lots of traffic around you. That's not a place to practice. Let the traffic die down to the point where you're comfortable with what's happening around you and then see if you can raise your vision a little bit. Can you look further? Can you brake earlier? Can you brake smoother? Can you open the throttle with more smoothness and achieve the same acceleration? I promise you, every single time you try it, you'll discover that doing this and doing this will produce a very similar result, but the smoothness will be a dramatic change. And smoothness means the motorcycle has more time and space to find traction and deliver the kind of performance you're looking for. The last thought I want to leave you with on this podcast is the idea that I've been riding professionally for 20 years, I've been riding motorcycles maybe two years before that, so I'm 23 years into riding. And anytime somebody asks me about what were the most intense, most amazing, most memorable rides that I've had, there are some geographical rides, right? So the first time you go to Ladakh is a magnificent experience and there's no two ways about that. The first time you ride in the lower Himalayas and various other parts of the country is one set of memorable rides. But to me, all of my other great rides have been in the wet. And it's in the wet because the concentration levels are absolute. There's absolutely nothing that distracts you from being able to ride a motorcycle fast in the wet. And it is such a rewarding, such an amazing feeling that I suggest 
that you put everything aside and if it's raining outside, take your motorcycle and go ride it. I promise you, if you pay attention, focus on the skills, the speed will come to you and speed will bring safety with it, which will last not only through the rains, but after as well. And that is a free lesson with a bonus that I don't think you should ever say no to. Thank you so much for watching. This is the Pardit Podcast. This was our talk on riding in the rain. If you've got more ideas that improve your experience, do leave us a comment. If there's other topics that you'd like to see discussed on the podcast, all you have to do is leave us a comment. Pardif tries to respond to each and every comment when they can with research, with details, and we're happy to debate things with you if required. Thank you so much for watching. This, of course, is the Pardit Podcast, and please stay tuned. More is coming at you. And to not miss out, hit the bell notification icon, and if you haven't, subscribe.